Episode 135 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet, Montreal's number one place to get the most awesome, incredible Italian pastries, your number one bakery store. Check them out at five locations around the Montreal area, including my location in Brossard. Les Delices Lafrenet. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. The Drive-By Podcast, we're set to go. Freeway Frank, hope you're doing all right. And uh, I was going to keep things light on this podcast. (laughs) A great start. (laughs) But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're not going to do it when we all expect it. It's when you least expect it that they're going to do it. They can call for anything to happen. And it's a call for their sympathizers. I'm not going to mention who they are. I think you know exactly who they are. I don't need to give them more airtime. And then they're going to do it at the right, when they feel is the right time. Not when we're all ready for it. No one actually expected something to happen today, right? Well, there were some incidents around the world, but nothing major like a lot of people were scared. A lot of people were freaking out. I chatted with a lot of different people in the last 24 hours who were expecting something big to happen. And I was like, no, they're going to do it and it's going to come out of nowhere. The same way Israel was attacked, United States was attacked during 9-11. Whether you had the intel, whether you didn't have the intel, we we know now that both countries had the intel. And you wonder to yourself, have you thought about, how does this happen? How can they be so protected? How could they have... This amazing military, doesn't matter what country I just referred to, but you, you have all the, the, the intelligence, and then somehow they pull this off? How? How? Doesn't make sense to me. But again, you got to be high alert all the time. You got to be on high alert. Not just on the day they tell you, oh, by the way, yeah, this is the day, uh, Friday the 13th, we launch, uh, we want you to launch attacks on innocent people around the world. No. It's going to happen. You always have to be vigilant, okay? Which means you go into a metro or a subway, depending on where you're listening. You go on public transport. Yeah, you got to know where, what's your plan? But I've always been this way because if you grow up in the culture I grew up in, my parents, especially my dad, was always like, he was paranoid, but he wasn't paranoid. Now, seeing everything that's going on in the world more than ever, how things have completely lost control on this planet, you know what to expect. And if the worst can happen, it will at some point. So my dad always used to say, Fai attention, be careful. It was that song, you know, Fai attention, be careful. I was like, Dad, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, I remember I'd go to New York. He'd tell me, watch out. This is even before the first 1993 bombing. Yet alone, my dad, by the way, my dad, and he wasn't part of the CIA. My dad wasn't working for the U.S. government. And, and he was saying for the longest time, you know, I remember my dad telling me as early as, I think it was the late 80s, he said, uh, those two buildings, as in the Twin Towers, they're coming down. Okay? He, he was saying this. Imagine the, I was looking at them going, you're insane. They're never going to take. He said this a decade before it happened, at least. 
at least. And he wasn't wrong because all empires fall throughout history. And, and so you see it coming, okay? And, and there's, a, there's a beginning and an end for everything and everyone. That's how it works. There's an expiry date for everyone. So if a simple man like my father can predict something like that and say the things he said, that wasn't the only thing he said. He said tons of stuff. And, and by the way, my father-in-law was talking about COVID as early as I remember him saying a peep about it, or in this case, saying a peep, as in talking about it, <laughs> not saying a peep, but saying a peep in this case. It was the week of Christmas 2019, heading into 2020, where he started saying, hey, there's this virus in China. and Yeah, because he goes on all these sites, he, he watches videos, he reads, he, okay, so as crazy as we think some people are, they're not, because these things happen because it's uh, cyclical. Okay, so it's going to go there, and it's going to come right back, just like a yo-yo. And, and that's where we are right now. You know that something is going to happen, but it's not going to be on the day they tell you it's going to happen. So now for the light part of the podcast. It's funny because everything that, you know, I'm sure this happens with you and your partner in your relationship you could think of or make up a meme with anything that happens. Because if anything has happened in your household, chances are it's happened in someone else's household. There's always something, right, that your boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, partner, whomever, brother, sister, family member, friend, somebody will say something and everything's been recycled in life. So that's why, now I remember in radio they always used to say, Say something so you can relate to someone else because nobody just has the experience alone. What I'm about to say and a couple of things I'm about to say, everyone can relate to. Everyone has had a discussion about, you know, that's why when you watch these crazy TikTok videos, these stupidities, some of them are actually, some videos on Instagram are actually good where I laugh and say, I share it and send it right back to my wife, besides the fact that I think the phone is listening to us and I'm convinced that my wife and I talk about it and then somehow the video shows up a few hours later on Instagram, how, every time, or a meme about something that happened to us. Okay, so it's not because of that. It's because, yeah, the CIA is not listening to you. They might be, but in this case, it is because it happens to everyone. If you're a couple, if you're a married couple, this will happen at some point with a dishwasher. If you're a married couple, this would happen at some point in your bath, with your toilet, with whatever, in the garden, in the, the, whatever's happening. So we can all relate to these things and what I'm about to say right now. I come out of the shower and my wife is getting ready and I'm, I'm coming out of the shower. And so I, as soon as I get out, I grab my towel and I dry myself top to bottom like most people do. Why? Well, your face, but, but when you think about it, okay, top to bottom, okay, obviously anywhere around your mouth, right, germs, blah, 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 but you know how many germs we have in our, bacteria we have in our, in our mouth, and we need that bacteria, by the way, that's why they say that Listerine or mouthwash is not good because it kills all the bacteria that we need to fight other stuff, remember the immune system and all that, oh no, you forgot, no, if you're listening to this podcast, you haven't forgotten. You're with me every step of the way. So 
But nonetheless, you go from top to bottom when you're drying yourself, right? Nobody dries their feet first. Even though I put a little bath mat at the bottom that's usually a fresh, you know, so I'm not on the bath mat that has been absorbing germs all day in your toilet. You know those bath mats that you have? We have a couple of bath mat bath mats. And if if I don't wash those and put those in, in um my uh, and my my wife is by the way she's very clean but if i don't wash those two things like they could they could be there for forever it's like you forget about them but that's something that i'm very aware of so i put a towel a bath mat like a towel mat whatever they're called you know for your foot at, at on top of that even when i go to people's homes even when i go on vacation to a hotel i never stand on the mat that everyone else stands on i put a towel there Okay, so besides that, so now my foot, my feet are clean when I come out. Nonetheless, I go top to bottom. What I do now is, this particular time I come out, is I am drying myself. As I get down, I'm down in my, my man parts and my manhood, and I'm you know, rubbing there, meaning with the towel, drying off there, and I go down to my legs. Then I feel like I'm still wet, so I go back up, towards my neck and under my chin, my wife catches a glimpse of this in the mirror. She looks at me, she goes, ugh. I'm like, what? She's like, you, you dried your, your palinis, you dried your, 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 your balls, your, your thing, and then your katsu, and then you went up back to your face. And I said, well, hang on a sec. I didn't take a pee in between. I didn't go for number two. I didn't do anything. I'm still, I've been on the fresh floor towel for maybe 20 seconds and I went back up. Yeah, okay, because I felt like I didn't dry it properly. So I went back up after I, I toweled down below. But wait a minute. I don't spend two minutes in the shower. Besides the fact I like the heat from the water, I spend pretty long in the shower. I'm not going to say I spend 30 minutes, but I spend at least 15 minutes and I scrub and I wash and I rinse and I scrub and I wash and then I'm convinced, oh, maybe I forgot to do my armpits, even though I did it twice. I do it again. Then I go between you know, my legs again and blah, 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 blah. And I'm a clean guy. Most people, you would think, <laughs> some people, not clean, but. And so I am fresh as a daisy. Maybe not a good, um, as a guy, fresh as a daisy. Maybe I could be uh, fresh as, a, what was that Irish Spring commercial? I don't know. So, uh, Daisy, uh, makes me sound a little fruity. But anyway, I'm fresh, I'm clean, is what I'm getting at. Okay, I'm clean. So, so what? That I toweled down there, and it may have touched a bit. It's not like I was going two hours of a deep scrub. I passed the towel really quick, and I go, oh, I'm still wet up here, let me go back up. Is there something wrong with that? Well, my wife, oh. And then, then, of course... I'm on Instagram and I see a meme about it. So it's not just me. Okay? And uh, I send it right away to my wife because it's funny. Because sometimes she's right about something she says. Uh, yeah, that was weird. She'll say it to me. Okay? And then she says something is weird, but then everybody does it. And then I'll send it to her and go, see, it's not as weird as you think. So we do that to each other. We send each other memes and things we find online about things we've discussed. I'm sure other couples do this. But here's the thing. I'm going to continue. 
If you think there's a problem with me going down, again, I don't start at the bottom, my feet, and go upwards, and then to my face. No. I start from the head down, cross my face, down my chest, and then I get down to my groin, down. And in this one instance, before I even went further down my legs, I went back up because I needed to dry. What's the big deal? Now, think about this for a second. My wife's making a federal case out of it. You may have said the same thing to your husband or maybe not or boyfriend at some point. But hang on a second here. Hang on a second. You stay at hotels. You stay at hotels when you go to all-inclusives. You stay when you go to Vegas. You know what kind of stuff is on those towels? You ever see those commercials where, not that anybody watches commercials nowadays, but every now and then a commercial pops up out of nowhere. Because I don't have, you know where I see most of the commercials? I don't see commercials on any TV shows that I watch, nothing. Because it's all on demand. Except for YouTube, because I don't have YouTube premium. I should, considering this podcast, when I have guests, is on YouTube. So I should get YouTube premium. It's amazing. But okay, another thing to pay every month? No. So I go through the commercials. And there's always a detergent commercial that shows, even after you wash with certain soap, certain detergents, in your washing machine, there's still bacteria. They actually show you. It still looks like it's a COVID, right? It has it's that circle with all those things sticking out, that dis- disgusting thing. And then they show you before how your your laundry looked dirty, and then after you used their wonderful detergent, there's like one little little bacteria globe, COVID uh, equal I. I don't know what it is. It's on it's on there, right? And you're like, ah. But me, the back of my head, I'm thinking, why is there still one? Shouldn't it be 100 percent clean? So the point I'm making is. In hotels, they use these industrial washers, and they say, you know, uh, it goes under extreme heat, and the soap and everything, and they look clean too, right? Some of the hotels I stay at, I was in Vegas, I was staying at a couple of nice hotels, and they're perfectly folded, and they look spectacularly clean and new almost, like you want to take them home, but you don't want to take them home because it's weird. But... You're telling me that one little circle, that that germ that's still on it when they show you on the commercial, there's got to be more than one germ on those towels left in a hotel because in Vegas, they're puking on those hotels. They're blowing their nose in those hotels and those all-inclusives. Their uh, uh, the, uh, menstrual cycles, a wipe here and a wipe there, and and then uh, and then you 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 had sex and you, and then, oh I'm a, boom, clean that up, and then there's there's everything on those towels, and you come out of a shower and they look clean. You assume they're clean, but do you really know? And then you put that on your face when you're drying. I know some people now, don't get me wrong, that take the extra step and they actually, they will actually bring their own towels. They'll bring their own towels to hotels. I understand that, considering what I just told you. So, after everything I've said, you think I'm, I, I'm worried about a towel only my wife and I have used in our lifetime? And for a split second, it goes down towards the cats, then it goes back up to my face? Like, no. So... so my wife makes it, okay, Frank, talk about it on your podcast. Bring it up and see if anyone else experiences. Yeah, uh, guaranteed somebody has experienced this, and it's not a big deal to me. I'm sure, though, all men will agree with me, and all women will agree with my wife, right? Probably. But again, it happened one time. The one time it happens, she catches me, and this is with everything with my wife. The one th- time something happens that I do, it's always. You always do this. No matter what it is, 
I've done it once, maybe twice. It's always, right? But if you use that word towards her, you always do this? Always, huh? It's always. Always. I always. I always. Like, no, you can't words, use words like that because words like that, like always, psychologically, when you go for a couples therapy, not that I've been yet, <laughs> according to what my wife has told me, those words are damaging words. You can't say always and use them in a negative way towards your partner. Okay. And I'm going to finish it up with this. Not the podcast, just what I'm talking about right now because the podcast has quite a few things to mention. Another thing, speaking of towels, is if you go over to someone's home, I leave my towel. When I have guests coming over, I put a new towel. You put a new towel. You don't leave the towel that you've been wiping your hands, even though, albeit clean, but I don't know how well you clean your hands. If you do the same thing, go down there, da, 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 you're holding it, uh, you slap the water together, uh, maybe, but you're not really scrubbing your hands, okay? Not that I'm as paranoid as I was pre-COVID, not anymore, not anymore, okay? I'm not, but it's etiquette. You put a new towel, and then the person that's going over to, to someone else's house, after you use the towel, you don't throw it there. It's not like there's a bathroom attendant that is going to come by and then fold it after, give you a mint and expect a dollar. There's nobody working your, um, your host's bathroom. So the way you found it is the way you put it back. And even if you're at somebody's house and there's multiple people, you know, sometimes I go and I check the bathroom, you know, when I have people over and it's, I have more than a few people over and I go back in just to check it so I could fold it and put it properly. Because some people literally, you know what they do? They use the towel and then it's almost like they throw it off the ceiling or off the mirror and then it lands. It looks it all, all crumpled. No, you fold it. And even if you find it crumpled, do you want the host of the party to think you're that, but you're that like, you know what I'm saying? You just throw it like that. Fold it. Do the right thing. Fold it and put it nicely there. Okay, That's what I think we should be doing. Think a little. And I think my generation and older, for the most part, they were brought up a certain way. They will do that and fold it and leave it nicely. Uh, but then again, I can't blame all, all the other generations just because I'm not a part of it because there are clean people everywhere. But when you go at somebody's house, you don't just take it, crumple it, like it's uh, you know, something you don't want, a piece of paper you made a mistake on, you're going to throw it in the garbage. You just crumple it. You may as well throw it on the floor at that point. But no, you just leave it there, and it looks like just unpresentable, and then have some manners. So well, I didn't think I could speak that long about towels, but hmm. episode 135 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet, voted Montreal's number one bakery Year after year after year for the biggest celebrations in your life, birthdays, communions, religious events, marriage, whatever you're celebrating, anniversaries, they have the custom cakes for you. My personal fave, I love everything. The thing I love the most, their lobster tails. They make them so huge, you have to cut it in three and then have one with every meal of the day. Recommended by, well, yours truly. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's Les Delices Lafrenet. I'm keeping this podcast light, 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 like the cream cheese you should be buying, like the yogurt, like the light, light, light. You don't need all those calories, light. Why do people feel a need to show you they can speak their, your, your language? Why do people do this? You ever notice? This is another, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 
I'm getting so many ideas from memes because I, you know, that's the whole point of a meme. You see it, then you go, ah, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I know exactly what the meme is saying because you could totally visualize someone you know doing this. So I see a meme, and the meme says, the face that somebody makes after they're at a Mexican restaurant and you're served by, you know, your your waiter, waitress, the server, and then the the face the person makes when they're saying, trying to speak Spanish, and they go, gracias, and they have the face, and it's all smiley, right? The person thinks, oh, I'm at, uh, you know, Taco Bell. Okay, maybe not Taco Bell, <laughs> but a, a very generic, you know, this is not, um, you're not in uh, Ibiza, you're not in um, Guadalajara, you know. I'm talking about you're at a resort in Mexico where everyone there is from Canada or United States. And you're like, gracias, cerveza. You know, you think you're, 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 people go above and beyond to show other people they're trying to speak their language. Why? Why? I remember I was in Italy. I was in Cinque Terre, which is a beautiful place, by the way, but way too many people. And a tourist, just, you know, just a tourist trap. But it's beautiful. You have to see it once. And I remember there was pasta in a box. And what were you saying? Well, hang on, Frank. You were in Italy and you had pasta in a box? And, well, yeah, because they're catering to who? They're catering to their tourists that are there. And, and by the way, it was wonderful. It was incredible. It was incredible. Okay, it was an incredible pasta in a box. Like you'd have Chinese food in a box or like you would have um, whatever Asian type food in a box, but they had pasta. And it was, I think it was called pasta in a box in Cinque Terre. And Steph was like, we have to have this. So I'm like, I'm not having pasta in a box. But then we looked up and the reviews were like, you know, five star. I was like, and then I tried it and it was spectacular. And we go back to, we had a, an Airbnb. We go back to it or a bed and breakfast. And our window was open, and the past in the box was you know, literally 200 meters from us. And the people downstairs were, they had their window open, and they were talking. And they were talking about how amazing, and you could tell it was two Americans, right? And you're, you could tell that they were excited at how amazing this pasta in a box was. And then they saw their host, which was, or their host, an old Italian lady and her husband literally early 80s and they're and they have this bed and breakfast in Cinque Terre okay and I'm sure many other uh, people like them and they're like they're telling them that you know she, the lady was like you went for dinner and she was like yeah we went to pasta in a box it was mucho delicioso <laughs> You know, and I was like, oh, man, and my wife and I just look at each other. It was, okay, remember, they were in Italy. They weren't in Mexico. Uh, American girls, early to mid-20s. It was mucho delicioso, right? Now, they're trying to speak Italian, trying to show they can speak the language, and they butcher it all together, and they speak a completely different language. Why do people, and we all do this, you know, you meet uh, somebody that is Greek and you want to show them that uh, you're cultured and their culture and you say something. 
But the difference is, with Greek, I actually know about 100 different words and sayings. So with that, I try to mess with them. Like, the, you know, when I, when I meet somebody who's Greek to show them, like, you know, you might, if you start talking Greek, I'm going to understand what you're saying. It's <laughs> even though I can't really understand what they're saying unless they say those specific 50 to 100 words I know. But people always feel a need to show you they can speak your, your language. Always, always. People always do this around the world. Well, I saw these two, these two totally white dudes, totally like young American guys. And you can look it up. I can't remember off the top of my head what the YouTube channel was, but these guys are very popular. So guy spends a year in Beijing and he learns Chinese. So he learns both Cantonese and he learns Mandarin very well. And the guy has a knack for learning languages and he explains many times during these videos that he has, which has millions of people viewing it. And he explains how he learned a language as difficult as Chinese. He didn't only learn Cantonese and Mandarin, he even learned, him and his friend, an old dialect. He was there for a year, I don't know what he was doing, teaching, traveling, whatever. And he even learned an old dialect that the new generation of Chinese don't know. And what they do is they go into a Chinatown in New York, they go to all these places, right? They go uh, get their nails done, get their hair done, and literally places where only Chinese people go. And <laughs> you gotta watch these videos because they walk in. Now, very different from what I, I just said and preface this by saying that people like to show you that they know your language, but they only know a couple of words. These guys are fluent. I mean, when I say fluent, I mean absolutely 100% fluent. They speak better Chinese than some Chinese people. That's how good it is, okay? That's how messed up it is. So what they do is they go into these places where they only speak English, and they are constantly, like the, the Chinese people, whether it's a nail salon, uh, whether, it, as I said, if, uh, hairstylists, are, are like basically making fun of these guys, right? And saying things about them, and then they show the uh, the caption at the bottom of, of what the Chinese people are saying. They're basically making fun of these guys. Like, who are these idiots, losers, whatever? What are these guys doing here? They can go anywhere else, but they come to our place, like where literally, you know, Chinese ladies come to get their um, their hair done. You don't see any, you know, white people walk in there because I don't know. You just don't. So these guys not only walk in, they act like they're lost. Right, they go, they go with the flow, and then at some point after they've been trashed, uh, spoken about behind their back, laughed at, they break into perfect Cantonese, <laughs> and then they surprise them with the one-two punch where they start speaking this this old dialect nobody knows, and you could literally see the faces of these Chinese people drop like, wah, 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 wah. like. They're, they're, they're crapping their pants because, oh my God, I've just we just trashed these guys. And they never, they never, like they're not mean-spirited people. So they don't bring up, they don't do the, what I would do. You know, uh, Freeway Frank would probably go, ha ha, I speak Chinese and I know exactly what you said about me. You horrible individuals, make them feel bad. No, these guys, they forget about. They just, you know, they know back of their mind that they were criticized, made fun of by the Chinese people speaking to each other. But, they forget about all that and they just continue at some point, five, 10 minutes into it, 
speaking perfect Chinese. And I thought that was just brilliant. And time and time again, they do this and have new videos. You have to check them out. I have to find it somewhere in my history on YouTube and, uh, and let you guys know because it's that good. But okay, in that case, then it's impressive. And it makes you want to learn too, right? It makes you want to learn a language that, that well, that good, that when people are talking shit about you, you'll know exactly what they're talking about. And it's the same thing once. I remember I was in my dad's town and people were speaking um, my dad's dialect from this town in Italy. And they were sitting around and they were talking and they heard us speaking English and they started speaking buddies and they were talking about us. And then I break into speaking my dad's dialect even though I speak proper Italian, but I understand it a thousand percent. So I just re repeated to them in Italian. And the looks on their face was like panic. And they were like, oh, <laughs> we thought you were Americano. <laughs> right? Meanwhile, you've basically told them, uh, listen, a-holes, we know exactly what you were saying and you were trashing us just moments ago. Oh, man, there's no better feeling to me than outsmarting somebody because you know their language and they think, you don't. I mean, they, they don't even think. They just assume, well, you're not Chinese. Can't These guys don't speak Cantonese or old school Chinese dialect. Nah. Boom. They break into it. Bam. <laughs> no better feeling. Hope you enjoyed episode 135 of the Drive-By Podcast. It is brought to you by Les Delices Lafrenet. Looking for the perfect custom cake, an anniversary. Maybe you have wedding coming up next year don't wait till the last minute now's the time you need to start planning you have to plan your wedding a year in advance but okay so now we're in the month of october now's a good time you're getting married next spring or summer and get the cake you want the perfect custom cake the way you want it flavors you want the taste you want the look you want go to them speak to them sit down and map out what this cake is going to look like. they're going to show you they're going to create this cake for the special moment in your life be at your wedding They've got it all. The best pastries and voted number one bakery in Montreal. Time and time again with five Montreal locations. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Please five-star it on Spotify. Comment anytime. You can reach me at Freeway Frank on Instagram. You could review or comment as well on Apple. That helps out. Or check out any of the old episodes on the Drive-By Podcast YouTube page. They're all archived. Guests returning on the podcast in the next week. Two amazing guests will be sitting right across from me for some incredible conversation, and I can't wait to have them and tell you who these guests are. Very cool. Thank you so much, as usual, for supporting The Drive-By, and we'll catch you again next week. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace.